three lives. A charged life is a very different kind of life from the one most people lead. That's not because it's unattainable, but rather because most people rarely think about or strategically manage their long-term energy and engagement in life, what we'll call their charge level. They don't think of their lives this way because most are simply trying to muster up enough energy to get through their busy, exhausting days. They're puttering along from one week to the next, just trying to make it to the weekend when they can collapse on the couch or do something they really want to do. What they don't often understand is that the busyness of our lives has a funny way of creating a myopic vision of what's real or possible. When you can't see past your own day planner, it's hard to see the cumulative reality of who you've become and where you're headed. Sometimes it's helpful just to stop amid all our craziness, poke our heads above our busy work and computer screens, and ask ourselves about the overall feel and quality of our lives. We should gauge our own charge levels, asking just how excited we really feel about our current reality and our future. Feeling charged means feeling engaged, energetic, and enthusiastic, and I'm pretty sure everybody wants that. Our charge levels have two properties, quality and intensity. The quality of the emotional charge we have in life can be positive or negative, and it can also be low intensity, barely humming, or high intensity, cranking at full volume. So ideally, we all would have a desirably intense and positive charge in life. But do you have it? Is the quality and intensity of the charge you currently feel every day what you had always hoped to experience in life? Does the charge you're giving at work have the quality and intensity that inspires you and others? Does the charge you're giving to your spouse, to your kids, have the quality and intensity that effectively communicates your adoration and affection for them? After 15 years of studying the human condition, I've come to see that people tend to live one of three types of life. You have one of these lives today, and you can choose to keep it, amplify it, or change it altogether. Let's take a tour through all three types so that we can better differentiate the charged life from others, and then go about the business of strategically creating it. The caged life. Many people live their lives caged either in the past or in the expectations of others. They have never really ventured in the unknown or sought to break the boundaries that they or others have set for them. Because they have let other people or the past dictate who they are, their identities are trapped in a tight box of beliefs about what is possible for them. Thus, their experience in life and their everyday thoughts, feelings, and behaviors are restricted. They generally feel tethered to where they are, bound by experiences they never got over, ruled by the results of yesterday, scared to disappoint their masters, masters that may well exist only in their minds. They often feel that the world has cornered them into a certain way of being and won't let them escape, lashing them to false or unfair labels, expectations, and assumptions. From birth, we are enticed with carrots and sticks to do what others want us to do. Our handlers or caregivers wanted us to display a certain look or identity to the world. Sometimes they coaxed us into behaving as they wanted by offering us treats of acceptance and love. Other times they may have been more heavy-handed. The end result, inevitably, was that we adapted our behaviors and our desires to fall in line with external rewards. 
After a time, it became easy to accept this reality as routine. As long as we were receiving attention, care, and rewards, being in the cage had a lot going for it. Mariah, a one-time client of mine, felt that way, trapped by a desire to gain the approval and love of others. When I started coaching her, she was always complaining, no one understands me or gives me a chance. I'm just a prisoner of what everyone else wants and thinks of me. Despite this complaint, she never stuck her neck out and expressed who she was or what herself wanted in life. She'd gone to a school her parents wanted her to attend. She took a job her friends thought would be good for her. She moved to a city her boyfriend always wanted her to live in, which she secretly hated. She moved, spoke, and acted like she thought others wanted her to. And she never ventured far from her routines because she feared failing and being judged by others. Her entire existence was a projection of others' wishes.